0: Gather round Join us for a spell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little Bonfire babble
1: Bonfire babble Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey And I'm Detta. And welcome back, everybody. Yeah. I got an email from a listener who
0: has Uh asked not to be identified. But uh, she gave me some really great information. And I'm going to try to fix this. Maybe it's already fixed by now. That I referred to um, the Romani people as Romanian (laughs) rather than... Um, Romani. Romani. And yeah. so uh, one, I apologize I for not knowing more about that culture. I am just learning. And two, I thank you for calling me in on that and letting me know about it so I can fix my knowledge. And uh, she was so gracious and beautiful about it.
1: And she is... So I apologize, too, for not catching that, because no, I always listen to the rough drafts, and I didn't even catch that's that. That's okay.
0: It's at 1951, if you're oh, listening okay. to it before I change it. <laughs> but I think I'm going to go in and change it. But for those of you who've already downloaded it, it's, it's a done deal. But for those of you who stream it, um, I'm going to try to change it today, which is—we're recording on a Sunday, so I'll try to get that changed as quickly as possible. I, I was so—I cannot tell you how beautiful the email was and how gracious she was about it, and I just—I'm so— so appreciative of our listeners and of her, and uh, and for this new knowledge that I have, because I didn't know that. So you did know that.
1: I did. I just didn't yeah. catch it.
0: Oh no, that's okay. I wasn't that listening as closely as I should be. That's really okay. That's that that that's that's so okay. Do you know enough to talk just a teeny bit about it? No. No.
1: <laughs> no.
0: No. But not we... from
1: any kind of really informed place. Awesome.
0: No. Well, we, well so. Romani, not Romanian. And uh, we also had a couple people reach out uh, who know palm readers who might be interested in coming on the show. So we might do that in April or May. Have, have some of those people back and interview them.
1: Yeah. I love that. Um, well, I have uh, a little fireside chat I wanted to bring to the table today.
0: Please. Uh,
1: I, saw, I saw something and it's stuck with me for the last several days. I wrote it down specifically so I wouldn't forget because I wanted to talk about it with you. I saw it first on a TikTok, and I'm not going to remember the name of the person, and I apologize for that because I don't think I saved it. And I sort of dived, uh, dived? I dove a little deeper into it. And there's a sort of belief or a myth or, you know, a folktale or something along those lines that says that if one of your houseplants dies, it's because it absorbed a curse that was meant for you. No. And while I can't really think of anybody who's like hurling hexes at me, because I pretty much keep to myself, (laughs) I think that it's really fascinating that there is a story around that, that there is a sort of, I don't want to say practical application because I think all plants have a, have a practical application, with, whether it's eating or potions or just aesthetic. Uh, but I think that it's beautiful to know that your plants, if you look out for them, they will also look out for you. Oh, wow. I had a plant, I had a plant uh, about six months ago. I don't, Yeah. Yeah, about six... Time doesn't mean anything. About six months ago <laughs> that um, it died, and I was so sad because I had tried everything to keep it alive, and now I'm thinking maybe it's because it ate up some bad stuff that was headed for me, and it took it instead. Wow. So I just think that's really interesting.
0: They have this great scrub that has black salt on it and uh, one of my daughters saw it in our shower and went do you really think people are hexing you because it says hex salt scrub (laughs) breaking hex scrubs and it's not necessarily that I feel like there are a ton of people out there hexing us and stuff like that but I do believe very strongly even non-magical people send bad energy our way Sometimes generically, but sometimes actually toward us. And sometimes I think it's not even, you know, malicious bad energy. It's just like they're upset with us about something we did or maybe... I'm sure I I, I curse a lot of people, actually, on a daily basis when I'm driving. It's true. And I realized the other day, because uh, the morrigan visited me and went, so how serious do you want to get about this curse? And I was like, what? (sighs) What? Whoa. And all of a sudden, and I had a talk with my wife about it as well. I think people, I think character is who you are in the dark. And I think that um, driving is the biggest representation of who you are in the dark because you're anonymous and if you're being a dick and we just talked about that so anyway that's the kind of stuff so I wonder if that's what happened and got sent and your plant like grabbed it for you
1: I just want to say thank you to that plant wow my sweet little baby I know that's so sad I just like I have you've seen it I have so many houseplants I have like nine propagations going right now mm-hmm. and like a ton of plants just hanging from the ceiling and on every available surface mm-hmm. and that one I just could not <laughs> I just could not keep her alive oh
0: yeah I I so. struggle with propagations do you uh, you you seem to be pretty proficient at it like I have a couple aloe plants right now that are um, I took the little babies and I replanted them and they are not doing so hot.
1: Aloe is tricky. Is People it? are always like, aloe is such an easy plant to grow. And I'm like, no, it is not actually. Oh, it has okay. never been an easy plant to grow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have, I've in my time, killed many ba- aloe plants. <sighs> the one I have right now is enormous, though, yeah. and it's doing great. It's but...
0: beautiful. You do have a... T- I'd love a, v- a, a reel of your... You know, a little tour of your I'll take house you all plants. on a plant tour. Oh, my gosh. I would love that.
1: Hey, I have one right here. And it's actually... Here, I'm going to show you. It's actually spitting out... This is great audio. But it's actually <laughs> spitting out a little leaf right here on the top. Oh. I have a ficus in the bedroom because the cat can't come in here. And if the cat ate ficus, it would die. So...
0: <laughs> you know, I... I really truly want to commit to doing a couple of lives over the next couple of weeks. We were going to do a tarot live reading for each other, and we should totally find some time sometime to do that. But time is
1: just so weird right now. And I know that you're dealing with stuff, and like I suddenly had like so many obligations last week. Did you? And I don't know how it happened. <laughs>
0: Isn't that weird when you realize how many obligations you have and we're in quarantine and all of a sudden all your time is busy? Yeah. It's really bizarre. It's very bizarre. I think we're adapting. I know. (laughs) I know. It's like, oh, we can still do so many things. And I don't know about everybody else. Zoom isn't making me as tired as it was in the, you know, at the beginning.
1: I'm still... I still have a hard time with Zoom. Yeah. I do, however, have less of a hard time with just audio. Mm. Like, uh, I was chatting with some friends over Discord the other night, and I felt like great afterwards. And yeah. it's because we didn't have our cameras on. That makes sense. And we were just chatting, me. and I was like, Because ah. <laughs> there's something, I'm a ham, I'm an actor, I have been since I could speak. And. So I always feel there's, like, a certain element of being performative when there's a camera on. Mm. And that's exhausting.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, but, that makes total sense to me.
1: Yeah. But Zoom, I've definitely become uh, one of the people that leaves their camera off during work meetings. <laughs> I used to turn it on, and now I'm like, oh, no, my my uh, video conference software is... Uh, it's lagging, so I have to leave my camera off. <laughs> and, and When and really, you... I just don't want to turn it on. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I think it's, it's bizarre. We're in bizarre times, people. We're in bizarre times. Bizarre but we times. know that. We all know that. Uh,
1: I will say, though, I do want to... I, I think we should... I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I know that literally nothing is perfect, and there's still so, so much work to do. And... Um, there's a lot of leaders that need to be held accountable right now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I went for I went to a grocery shopping a couple days ago, and um, in the past six months or so, if I try to walk even like a couple blocks, my low back hurts so bad I feel like I'm gonna snap in half. And a couple days ago, I went grocery shopping and felt afterwards. And I truly do think it's because of the low simmer of just like aggressive tension that's been building in my body over the last four years. And um, finally, a little bit of that like released or something. Yeah. And my body is turning back to normal.
0: <laughs> well, and I too don't want to, you know, look through rose colored glasses but our particular leader here in the United States, within the first two days, signed over thirty executive orders, and a lot of them—many really... of which
1: affect us directly, like yeah. us personally. Yeah. A, a lot like... of
0: queer. I think there were three. And st-
1: yep. There were three, I think, and then there was the one where he said no student loan payments until the thirtieth of September. Yeah, and I'm like, hopefully between now and then, they just forgive them.
0: <laughs> well, and that was the other thing. Somebody said, well, he should also add fifty, you know, fifty thousand dollars of um, well, forgiveness. He can't. There are only certain things he can do via executive order. Other things have right. to be voted. on. That's gonna on. be a policy thing. Yeah, but... and so hopefully that will happen. Although Mitch is still being a dick, but you know, um, but he also uh, signed some stuff about the immigration policy. What's going on? Down in Texas, so yeah. I'm hoping that the hysterectomies, um, forced hysterectomies, have already stopped, which um, is great. And I don't know; there are just a lot of human right things that he's doing, and I don't think he's just doing it because he wants to be popular. <laughs> Somebody said that no. he's like he's just trying to win votes in four years. It's like, uh, okay, I'll take that if that's really. What it is.
1: Yeah, as long as the good change happens. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. my body is like, it's like it unclenched in some oh, places. that's so nice for you. I feel like because my, my back has not hurt nearly as bad the last couple of days.
0: I'm so glad. Oh, yay. It's
1: pretty exciting.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah, I agree. But uh, what
0: are we talking about oh, today? Oh, my gosh. We're talking about embulk, which yay. I also sometimes call embolic. And um, it's because I like to add letters to words. Embolic she is not does. correct. In bulk <laughs> is right. Uh, I, I somebody said I said I think I'm dyslexic, and they said no. I think there's a name for what you do, but I don't know what it is. But I do. I add letters, or think that there's an R, or a I don't know. So, but it's in it's, bulk.
1: I mean, it's in bulk. Yeah. Um. And I'm pretty excited. I got some fun. History stuff to talk about, but shall we head into the library to talk about Let's it? Let's do it. Okay. So, I am going to do my best with the Gallic pronunciations. Awesome. I wrote some things down phonetically, and not to be like, gold star, look at me, but I definitely had to... Find the phonetic, the, like, Irish phonetic Mm -hmm. spellings, and then I had to look at an Irish phonetic table to figure out how to read the Irish phonetic. I know. So it's amazing. I did my best. I did my best. Uh, But please don't come for me (laughs) if I get it a little bit wrong. I'm doing my best.
0: I'm just going to say right Um, now I'm really proud of you already and really inspired. Go.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. Imbolc, also known in some places as St. Bridget's Day, uh, is a Gallic traditional festival halfway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Oh, I should tell you my sources really quick. Ahem, history.com, learnreligions.com, goddessandgreenman.co.uk, and of course, our estranged dad, Wikipedia. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, Y'all, you I never know what she's going to say about
0: Wikipedia It gets me every time, I love it
1: It is halfway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox And it marks the beginning of spring Traditionally, it has been celebrated in Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man Historically, this is a really important time for divination And that has to, uh, to do a lot with Brigid the goddess uh, and she she's so cool we're gonna get there uh, this um, this tradition goes back to ancient times uh, the earliest mentions are in the 10th century which is a long long time mm-hmm. ago and it is uh, not just a time of divination but particularly a time of weather divination mm. and I before we get into uh, more bulk specific okay. stuff, I just want to say that if you didn't know, now you know, so many of the, like, Groundhog Day-type traditions come from bulk. I cannot wait to talk about that. Or I, so maybe you know you're going to talk about it, yeah. Well, here's here's where it sort of came from. Uh, it was believed to be the time when the key lock, that was one of the ones that I had to like break down s- sort of letter by letter, uh, or the divine hag side note, I would like to be exclusively referred to as the divine hag moving forward. Is there a Twitter <laughs> handle
0: with that? Because if not, I think we should make one.
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Corey, the divine hag. I love it. Um, but it was the time when she would gather her firewood for the rest of winter. So basically, it worked like this: if Imbolc was a beautiful sunny day, that meant that she had more time to gather firewood, which meant winter was going to be longer. So what you want is for Imbolc to be sort of like a foul weather day, because that means that she wouldn't have, like, she wouldn't want to go collecting firewood because it was yucky outside, which meant that winter would be over sooner. Which I think is, like, probably the cutest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's pretty cute. Uh, it's, it's very good. Uh, <laughs> uh, the celebration of Imbolc was dedicated traditionally to Brigid. She's the goddess of fertility, poetry, crafts, and divination. She's considered one of the most powerful of the Celtic gods. She's the daughter of Dagda, who was the oldest god in the Tuatha-Dudanans. Which is the Celtic pantheon of gods,
0: who is married to the Morrigan in some myths, and in other myths not so much. Yeah, <laughs> mythology. Oh, yeah, Am I right. Well, and 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 there's there are documents that that record both. That's all I'll say.
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs>
0: Okay, no, that's a lie. I'll also say, and maybe this is coming up with you, that um, she's very, that St. Brigid is very centered on the hearth and is often referred to as a hearth goddess.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So the thing about Brigid or... Brigid or brig or Breed or any number of super fun pronunciations. Lots of different pronunciations. (laughs) Depending on just where you're from. I think our Irish
0: friends say Breed. I I was trying to find that this morning before we recorded, as Corey knows. But I want to check in with Laura O'Brien. I'm pretty sure she says Breed.
1: But there's so many different pronunciations. Like I said, it was celebrated in a number of, of cultures. So they're all going to have different pronunciations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, let's talk the goddess Bridget versus Saint Bridget. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So there was the goddess Bridget, and then there was the sort of big uh, gelatinous cube absorption that was Christianity. If you play D&D, you know what the gelatinous cube is. Okay, can
0: can we just take a sidebar here just for a moment? Because I hadn't played D&D for like 30 years, but I watched Onward. Have you seen that movie? (laughs) That's got the gelatinous cube in it. And they referred to the gelatinous cube and I went, I know what that is. And it's just hysterical and accurate, by the way, representation in Onward about the gelatinous cube. Okay, and back to Corey.
1: It um I love that movie. It uh, it's basically Christianity was the gelatinous cube. It like it slowly moved in and mm-hmm. then ate everything into itself, and that includes uh, the goddess Bridget, who they turned into Saint Bridget, or Saint Bridget, and then also some more absorption, uh, assimilation, appropriation, whatever you want to call it. Uh, in bulk is the day before uh, a super important Catholic festival called Candlemass, And Imbolc is a bonfire holiday.
0: It's yes, the kind it of holiday
1: where you light fires, you light lanterns for Bridget and you light big bonfires in her honor and you leave out gifts for her. And Candlemass is exactly how it sounds. <laughs> it is a, it is a, service uh, that involves the lighting of many, many, many candles. Now, your girl's not Catholic, so I don't know a ton about Candlemas. I just know that they are right next to each other in very much the same way that Yule and Christmas are there next to each other and Ostara and Easter are right next mm-hmm. to each other. Um, it It's on purpose and... Uh, there's a lot of similarities. So, there may be some practices that you know about because of St. Bridget's Day or Candlemas that are from In Bulk, or they sort of cross pollinated each other, which I think is super interesting. Um, but, like Detta said, uh, Bridget is often considered a goddess of the hearth. Uh, she did a lot of Uh, sort of divination of, of like finding, finding your love and, and, you know, ensuring that your ewes would have lots of lambs and, and all of that stuff. And it's a, it's a really interactive holiday, which I think is super cool. As far as history, that's kind of what I got. Yeah. Yeah. We did a sort of shallow history in our in our Wheel of the Year episodes, but that's a little that's a little deeper, a little deeper dive.
0: There um, there are two really good books out right now, a book by Courtney Weber called Brigid History, Mystery and Magic of the Celtic Goddess and Morgan Daimler writes a Pagan Portal series, and she has a book out on Brigid as well, or Breed, and it's called Pagan Portals Brigid. It's Meeting the Celtic Goddess of Poetry, Forge, and the Healing Well, but there's there's some really great, well-researched work out there right now if you want to take a deeper dive into Brigid, and some of the stuff that I'm going to share is stuff that I've used for the last Thirty years or so and I don't always remember where I got it from anymore because it's in (laughs) it's it's just in my this is what I do like for example did you run across anything about Bridget's Cross because I don't remember anymore how old that is whether it's neo-pagan Wiccan or if it's really ancient I just don't remember anymore because I've been using it for so long
1: well why don't we head out to the bonfire and talk about it okay let's do it All right. So uh, the Bridget's Cross is really old. That's what I thought. It's really quite old. And And it's really cool. I saw a thing on how to make one and I can't wait.
0: (laughs) Oh, so that's one of the things I do every year is I make them and they're so... I remember the first time I made one, which was back in the um, early 2000s, late 90s, and it felt like going home i don't know how to explain it any other way it literally felt like something i'd done since i was a child in second grade and at the same time completely new and so comforting
1: the beautiful thing about the bridget's cross is it's really really simple yeah it is it's literally folding pieces of
0: uh, reeds. Pipe cleaner, yeah.
1: or reeds or grass in half, yeah. That's it. That's all you have to do. Yeah, sweet and grass. And you tie it together with beautiful strings or whatever you want, and then you can hang them. And the reason that they look like they do is because they look like a fire wheel, so like a like a spinning pinwheel. Um, and I ca- I saw them called a firewheel wheel, and I was like, oh, that makes sense, and because we celebrate the holiday with fire and flames and bonfires and all that stuff, that makes sense that that is the craft. So uh, yeah, i will we'll make sure to like I'll post a thing about i'll I'll make sure that you see how to how to make uh, Bridget's cross because that would be a fun cool.
0: thing to do together as well if we can find the time yeah. to do uh, if it's not too, you know if it's not too busy of a week to try to find some time to do that together because it is really simple but well, we can't but it's do it on Wednesday, it. Wednesday because what's Wednesday is oh, my what's birthday. What's Wednesday? What? It's your birthday? Yes. Why didn't
1: you tell anybody? <laughs> <laughs> By the time this comes out, I will be 33.
0: No, 33. you won't be. Yeah. No, this will come out on Tuesday.
1: Oh. You'll still
0: be 32.
1: I'll still be 32 in a couple of days. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow I will be 33. <laughs>
0: if you're listening to this on, on the 26th. 26th. Yeah. What are you doing for your birthday? Uh
1: well, here's the thing with a little sidebar. Uh I usually what I do is I wake up and I <laughs> start drinking. And uh, <laughs> I don't really drink. So I like the days that I really party are like my birthday and this party that my friend hosts every year that we can't have this year because oh. Rona. And, um,
0: oh, Rona.
1: Dom, he hosts a party for PAX. Oh. And I always get pretty sloppy at that. But, uh, <laughs> I usually wake up and I put on my, you know, Kigurumi onesie and I start drinking and I eat pizza rolls for breakfast and i like leave the front door unlocked and my friends can just like come by and come and go whenever they want all day long and i watch movies and it's i have like a pizza pajamas and pie kind of theme but this year (laughs) what i'm gonna do instead is put out a thing on facebook that says hey if you want to talk to me Facebook uh, video chat me because I'm not hosting anything.
0: Well, I'm not hosting
1: anything. I'm not putting together... I'm just not. I don't feel like it. I want to be a spoiled baby princess all day long. (laughs) And so basically, I'm going to wake up and make a mimosa and order breakfast from the egg in us and then have breakfast and mimosas in the bathtub. That is amazing. Just kind of chill out all day. And then I'm going to order lunch from Red Mill Burger. My husband said he'd go get it for me. And then I'm going to watch movies that I like and play video games. And then I'm going to order Delfino's pizza. My friend is bringing me a pie.
0: If you are not in Seattle, I promise we're about to get back to Bridget. We really will. And in bulk. But um, Delfino's pizza is the best pizza on the planet. I'm sorry. Come at me if you want, because it is the I, best pizza.
1: They. I was at a work thing. We had like a team lunch and they got into a thing about pizza. And I'm a big, big advocate of let people enjoy things. And people have a lot of attitude about Chicago deep dish. And I am not saying that Delfino's is Chicago deep dish. It's probably not. Mm. But do you know what it is? Delicious Seattle deep it, dish. It is the
0: best pizza in the world.
1: <laughs> it is the best pizza in Seattle if you like deep dish. Yes, if you, if you don't. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But like, I think there's a place for Domino's and I think there's a place for Delphino's. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just want to eat garbage and sometimes you want to spend way too much on a deep dish pizza. There you go.
0: And that's the way to know. do it.
1: So, yeah. dena brought me a slice of cheese pizza the other day from Delfino's and it was so good. <laughs> it's <was> so good. <sighs> anyway, let's All talk right. about Imbolc. All right. Back to in
0: bulk <laughs> So, I, I for for some reason, you know, mm-hmm. there's this meme that goes around on Instagram every full moon or new moon. It's like, "Full moons and new moons will forever be the Oh crap, it's a full moon or a new moon." And I think some people do that with Sabbats or Sabbaths, whichever way you pronounce it. Imbolc has never been one of those for me. I never miss it. I never, it never creeps up on me. I don't know what it is about this holiday that just like from the moment it was introduced to me, I was like, yeah. And again, I think I've said that I thought Bridget was going to be my goddess. And it's very, very interesting mm-hmm. because the last four months or so, The Morrigan has led me to do a lot more work with Bridget, and so I have been working with her a lot. The Morrigan is still my my main squeeze. She is, she's representative of music and creativity and poetry and the hearth, and in my opinion, um, I'm going to, like I said, I might mix uh, historical documentation that's out there with some of my unverified personal gnosis. She really represents a kitchen witchery kind of goddess for me as well and a goddess of mixing those herbs and putting them together and healing. And she comes a lot when I'm doing healing work, always has.
1: There's a lot of also, I'm going to say like family energy about her Mm -hmm. Uh, and like a lot of feminine energy about her. And I think that that makes her a very comforting presents i guess yeah. one of the things that people would do is make little dollies and like leave them in a dress and leave that dress like out in the kitchen and then bridget would come and bless the dolly and the dress and so when you wore it you would have her blessing and you know good things would happen to you or you find a match or whatever and i think that's really cool
0: yeah what do you do do you do anything? What do I do? Yeah. I've
1: never celebrated in bulk
0: before. This is your first time. Yes. Oh, Corey. Again, like I said, it might be my UPG, but I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to be drawn to the kitchen a, a lot for this day. I well,
1: I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little interpretive dance with it. Oh, nice. Because it's a fiery festival. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, I'm gonna make like a really yummy spicy food, mm. and that's gonna kind of be my fire. Uh, My abuela sent me these beautiful chilies and I kind of want to make like a chili sauce and make, I don't know, a stew or some pozole or something, uh, which is a really delicious soup. Uh, And I'll probably make a billion little Bridget's Crosses because I love that kind of craft. I love that kind of craft.
0: It's really meditative. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, some associations uh, that I make and, and that uh, and decorations for altars and such like that. Uh, this is a really great time. They're not in season, but chamomile, which mm-hmm. if you've subscribed to a newsletter, you just read about that. Uh, it's one of the reasons <laughs> that I went to chamomile this time. Bridget's colors and Imbolc colors are uh, white, orange. And red are the ones that I use. Uh, She's also often considered a triple goddess or threefold Mm -hmm. goddess. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah.
1: So If you look up stuff about Bridget, uh, you'll see that she has two sisters, also named Bridget, in some myths. But some myths say that they are three aspects of the same goddess. Yeah, I just think that's really interesting.
0: Well, it's interesting too. That's the same with uh, the Morrigan. Are they her three sisters, or are they aspects of her? And there's documentation for both.
1: Yeah, those Celts. Yeah, get into threes, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, you know,
1: I think it's because people are complicated, and so are their deities.
0: Exactly. Well, and there also wasn't. Accurate record keeping. Not everything got written down.
1: I don't often make corn dollies for my altar. Oh, older, these are just but like regular dollies, like like um, made out of scrap fabric and like stuffed with herbs and and fluff.
0: Oh, I love that. Some people also get their new besom. I do not get my new besom at this time. I do that around Samhain. But I know some people do bring in a spring besom. And I do make little uh, besoms that I burn for, uh, and I, I burn them on my altar. I do the whole big ritual celebration, and it's one of the very first ones. My wife doesn't always practice with me, but uh, this one, she always does with me. This one in Belchane, um or Beltane, or Belshun, also has a lot of different pronunciations. But this is one of the ones that she also is really drawn to. And it's a time of, like you were saying, the bonfire. I love that you're doing the spicy food. Um, oh, yeah. It's usually a lot what? of white food and white food offerings um, like potatoes and is probably stuff you could get at this time of year without um, you know you can bake bread and there's uh, saint there's all these great recipes out there for braided saint breeds um, and in bulk breads and things you can put and in seed, loaf, seed, and cake. seed loaf seed seed loaf Yeah, because that's, and then bonfires. Um, I was trying to think of what else. I should have written this down. I I do rosemary, chamomile, and cinnamon. Um,
1: Something else I'm going to do is I kept my corn dollies from Mibon. Oh, you did. And I'm going to burn those.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's one of my favorites. And I'm really excited when there's snow on the ground for February 2nd, which doesn't happen a lot here in Seattle, but it has happened on occasion. And we light all the candles in the house. Um, Not to say that it's like solstice, but it kind of has some of the same feels as solstice as far as bringing back the light, if that makes sense.
1: Well, it's the start of a new life cycle. It's it's the beginning of things growing and reproducing and... Um, it's the time when um, farmers would plant the first, like, harvest. They would plant the first harvest for spring right now because <laughs> uh, the ground is sort of beginning to thaw.
0: I wonder how – that would be certain – that would only be certain things, I bet, because frost will kill some of them until then. Yep. Yeah. Yep depending on where you are. And we're we're talking a lot about that in the chestnut school right now about when different people are going to be able to plant. And I'm actually learning a lot about the southern hemisphere from that school as well. Anyway. I love that. Yeah.
1: The dream is someday to have a greenhouse. Oh, yes.
0: Oh, yes. I would love that.
1: Someday. Dream big.
0: <laughs> it is about... Um, stirring that new life, the possible first inklings of spring. And I posted on Instagram this week a picture of hellebore and a couple of other plants. But hellebore is is naturally, it is a wintering flowering plant. But uh, if you go to that Instagram post, which I made Um, sometime before January 26th, I also included these little violets that have survived the entire winter. And even through one of the frost, they are still flowering. And a new flower came out. And that is, I, I don't know, because I've never raised violets before. I've never grown them before. I don't know if that is a usual thing here in the Pacific Northwest, or if <laughs> or that's if it's climate weird. change,
1: what? Uh, Ugh. I or said, or if it's weird, but then you said climate change, and I'm like, it's probably
0: that. I'm just not sure, but it is absolutely. I have to say, I'm, I am loving the colors outside in my yard, and I am getting ready to prep my gardens. I'm building my raised beds. I'm really excited about it.
1: Well, if you need help, let me know.
0: Yeah, I have tons of seeds. So nice.
1: <laughs> my aunt is going to send me some chili pepper seeds I'm very excited about,
0: and will you grow those out on your balcony? Is that
1: that's the plan? Well, I'll grow them inside first um until they get sturdy. but i uh I'm planning on starting my garden uh on Astara. That's amazing. That'd be fun way to celebrate.
0: That's one of the things I do at Bulk. I bless my seeds. And I, I do it again before I plant. And I have a little chant that I say every single <laughs> every single time I plant a new seed. But this, they end up on my altar for Bulk, and I bless them for this coming season. It's a fun one, y'all. It is a yeah, really Imbolc fun one. Yeah, Imbolc
1: is fun. It's like a day of feasting and fires and and it's just a really nice, it's got a, it's comfortable it you is know I mean? it's like a comfortable holiday like I don't feel a lot of pressure to make a big production not that I ever feel like a lot of yeah. pressure but like I don't feel a lot of pressure to like make a big thing out of this one yeah like it's just comfortable fun things
0: it's a good bread day
1: oh I'm thinking about making a braid <laughs> yeah like that sounds delicious I will
0: make a braid they're awesome I might even try hala for the first time <laughs> Which is a little bit of a sweet bread, if you don't know it. I've never made it. I always buy it. Yeah?
1: I just had an idea. What? what? <laughs> I like sweet buns. Oh, like yeah. Like, yummy sweet bread. Uh, maybe I could make little Bridget's crosses out of bread dough.
0: That'd be amazing.
1: I've never done that. I
0: do the. Me either. I do the either the orange or the cinnamon rolls in the morning on oh. on in Yeah,
1: Daddy, you're making me hungry.
0: I know. Let's go eat, everyone. <laughs> 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 Maybe I'll put out that recipe. It's my. Uh, it's a variation of my grandmother's recipe, which now everybody calls monkey bread.
1: Oh, gosh. I love turkey yeah. And that
0: is the way – I remember the very first time my grandmother died back – actually when we were in school together uh, – back in 2008. And one of the my strongest memories of her was her teaching me how to make what I always called cinnamon rolls. And I made them once, and somebody said, those are not cinnamon rolls. like, great, don't get me wrong, but they're not cinnamon rolls. I was like, well, whatever, they're cinnamon rolls. And I remember the first time I looked up monkey bread, and I went, oh, I wonder if that's easier than the cinnamon roll. I went, oh, that's what I've been making. That's what my grandmother taught me. You you dip it in, and you roll it around, and then you twist it and turn it into a ball and put them all next together, and they – Oh, girl. and
1: you can make a thing called gorilla bread what's if you that? stuff those if you stuff those with cinnamon sugar cream cheese
0: what is that magic? Yeah. oh my gosh
1: my best friend Claire made that for me once and I ate myself almost till I was ill <laughs> on them because they are so good her and her wife make the most amazing food oh wow oh I miss them so much <sighs> Anywho yeah. so that's inmbo it's it's a fun one. And I think that I would love to see what everybody else creates because it is a – it's a celebration of creation. It's a celebration of, of I don't know, getting your creative juices flowing yeah. again after the long, hard winter. It's like – it's basically – you know that moment when you step into, like, a nice warm tub? Mm. It's that. It's that sort of thawing feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. And the rekindling of um, bringing back some energy for creation, I think, yeah, that you're really nailing that on that. Well, have fun, everyone. I'd love to see what rituals you design and what you bring in in this beautiful fire festival.
1: Speaking of fire, do you have any sparks you want to send up?
0: I do. Let's send up some sparks.
1: My spark this week is a little bit self-indulgent and a little bit promoting some friends of mine. So I was asked to be a guest on my friend's podcast. It's called Saturday Morning Tuesdays, and it is very, very funny. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm very, very funny, but the show itself is very, very funny. And basically what they do is they choose a cartoon, like an old children's cartoon to watch. And it's usually something pretty obscure, and not very good. <laughs> and uh, then they we just they just talk about it for like an hour, and it was so so fun, and it was just like a it was just like a low stakes, very casual, very fun, nice hangout with these people that I haven't seen in forever. And um so I just I please go check them out. They are on, you know, all your podcatchers. They have a Patreon. No, not a Patreon. They have a yeah, a Patreon. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yes. Yes, it's a Patreon. Okay. (laughs) Yes, they have a Patreon. Um and uh, it's Andy and Austin and Rory, and they're just the funniest dudes. <laughs> and I 10 out of 10 would recommend you go listen to it. Not just cause I'm on one of them, but because it's very, very funny. And it will give you a good giggle. Uh, so I'll make sure to put their info in the notes. So mine is
0: the Deluxe Moon app, and I have posted a couple of pictures on Instagram. But what I really love about it is one of the screens, you can scroll ahead and it shows the zodiac sign in the upper right hand corner. So if you're looking to plan a spell with specific correspondences, you can scroll through really easily and find it. If you are a a more experienced witch, or even if you're A new witch starting to play with astrological correspondences in your spell work. This is a brilliant app. It is a really great way to keep track of all of the elements that are going on with the moon and what it is in conjunction with and when you're void, of course, because if you don't know this yet... When something is void of course, which happens every two days or so, uh, you shouldn't be working magic. It won't work out the way you expect or it won't work out at all. It'll just fizzle like a bad sparkler that you've had for four years in your closet and then you try to light. Anyway, I just love this app. It's very convenient. Yeah, so that is that's my spark you can get it it is free or you i think it's free actually now i don't remember if it's free or not but i'm pretty sure it's free and it has in app purchases i think it's that one or it might be 2.99 i'm just blanking what's it called it's called deluxe moon and i can't see now whether i paid for it or not because i go into the app store and it's just open your thing uh, but it's absolutely beautiful and and it has, a, spend some time with it if you decide to download it. It has a lot of different pages and a lot of different things you can explore and it tells you some lore. It also tells you, well, it just has a lot of features. I hope you go and explore it and I hope you like it. I was introduced to it by warrior goddess witchcraft on Instagram.
1: I love that. Well, cool. I hope that this helped inform your inbulk celebration a little bit or gave you ideas or inspiration and a little bit of context. And I know I'm looking forward to celebrating inbulk this year uh, for the first time. And we're excited to keep bringing you that good, good witchy content coming into this new season. Uh, but until next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget that you are magic.
0: Hey, everyone. We have a favor to ask. We are hoping that you will go to Apple Podcast or wherever you listen and give us a review or a like or subscribe.
1: A review helps us get seen by other people. Um, So if you have the time, it costs nothing. Please drop us a line.
0: So thank you. And you can find us on Instagram.
1: At Bonfire Babble. Twitter. Bonfire Babble Podcast.
0: Facebook.
1: Bonfire Babble Podcast. And our Gmail. Podcast at gmail.com. That's a place you can go to sign up for our newsletter or to ask us any questions.
0: We would love to hear from you.
1: Heck yeah. I would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle, the Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.